could just not go. You did get the email. I think the head of marketing and UK country manager both not showing up might not be the best idea. I suppose not. Not to mention the rumour that would start. OK, OK. Besides, Tony A. Wood's going to make an appearance. He's got some big announcement to make, apparently. And then he wants to talk to me privately about something, too. Any ideas what? Nope. The train was approaching, so Julie allowed Mark to steer her back behind the yellow line on the edge of the platform. He always did things like this, including insisting on walking on the traffic side of the pavement. And though Julie knew she should feel flattered, occasionally she had to fight the impulse to push him into the road. Well, it's about the merger, obviously, but I don't know any more than that. And you know how I hate surprises. Julie swallowed hard and hoped he wouldn't feel the same about the ones she had for him. It might just be about headcount, redundancies. I doubt they'd announce that at the Christmas party. He stood back to give an old lady some space, then glared at the hoodie-wearing teenager who sidestepped into the gap. It's probably just about the new company name. They're going to change it? Mark nodded. Change ours, at least. I feel felt their branding was more important, and I can't see them compromising. They can't combine the two. To what? I feel seek. Julie laughed, then suddenly realised sick, or at least morning sickness, was the one thing she hadn't felt. Maybe the test had been a false alarm. She clutched her bag anxiously to her stomach, glad Mark was focusing more on the arriving tube than her expression. Anyway, continued Mark, as they squeezed their way onto the train, how about we just stay as long as is polite, say hello to whoever we have to say hello to, hear whatever this big news is, drink some of Tony A. Wood's champagne, and then, he ducked to avoid being decapitated by the closing doors, back home for our own private party. No, hang on, that sounds a little creepy too. As he tried to stop himself from blushing, Julie forced a smile, grateful that the noise of the tube was making conversation impossible, although now was hardly the time to tell him her big news. No, she'd definitely tell him about the divorce and the baby tonight, once whatever this big announcement was had been made. That way they'd have all the facts, could make some decisions, and would be able to get on with their lives, one way or another. Callum Irwin shivered as he half-walked, half-jogged down Wardour Street, regretting the fact that his best suit, chosen specially for this evening's two events, wasn't his warmest. Spotting Nathan climbing out of a Prius on the other side of the street, he gave him a cheery wave, then waited for him to cross the road. Mr. Irwin! Mr. Field? Callum tipped an imaginary hat, then fell into step alongside him. He liked Nathan immensely. It was hard not to. Not only was he an all-round decent bloke, he also fixed Callum's computer whenever it went on the blink, which was a lot more than it probably should have, Callum knew. All set for this evening? Uh, I guess so, said Callum, assuming Nathan was referring to the Christmas party. He hadn't told anyone at work his plans where Mia Rose was concerned. Any idea what's happening? he asked, as Nathan stopped at a cash point and fed his card into the slot. We get dressed up, jump on a bus to some posh venue, drink some billionaire's bubbly while he tells us how great we are, that together we're stronger, that this is more than just a marriage of convenience. What's the matter? Uh, sorry. Callum hoped his friend wouldn't notice he was blushing. 
He'd already decided to ask Nathan to be his best man if, sorry, when, Mia Rose said yes. He averted his eyes as Nathan punched in his pin, then stamped his feet to get warm. Just got, you know, his voice tailed off. He'd been about to say cold feet, and he didn't want to jinx himself for later. Still, at least he could use the temperature as an excuse for why his hands seemed to be shaking. Big change, though, Callum said. New owner, new offices. We'll see. In my experience, different job, same bollocks. Nathan grinned as he stuffed a bundle of notes from the machine into his pocket. Still, you'll be all right. Top salesman and all that. Only salesman. Still means you're the best. Callum reddened again, but it was true. Since he and Mia Rose had been going out, he'd been doing better at his job. Beating, not just meeting, his targets. More confident, and in sales.